0: Okay, Google, play the Sideline Hustle podcast.
1: Sure, the Sideline Hustle Football Podcast. Here's where you left off. Everybody, reach, reach to the top. Everybody, reach don't stop, don't reach.
0: Everybody, reach, reach to the top, don't go. stop. Don't. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Drew Lieberman. I'm slow packing. <laughs> Our days here are numbered. <laughs> Even the way we've come up in the world, think about it. We've created the website ourselves. We've made this podcast ourselves. like everything's been done just by us hustling and you are now listening to the sideline hustle podcast we talk about doing this show yeah we we laugh and we joke and we complain about how hard we work but if we didn't love to coach we wouldn't be doing it
1: i want the good guys in get them out of (laughs) there i want the good guys in
0: (laughs) to me i think we're broadcasting the day-to-day life of what college football is
1: from the sidelines, we got to hustle because we got to eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still got to reach.
0: What up, what up? This is Coach Leaves and welcome to episode 41 of Coach Talk. And it is game week. Finally, it felt like forever. Coming off the bye week, uh, obviously it was a, it was a blessing and, and it was great for us as a team that we earned a first round bye. And I think it was very necessary. I think the kids and the coaches came in. Energized, We came in focused and, and hungry to kind of attack this week. But boy, I'll tell you, I mean, a week off after not having more than two days off uh, since June. We haven't, we haven't taken more than two days off since June. And now all of a sudden, you know, you get a whole week where you're not playing a game. Uh, it, it felt like a long time away. And, and it, was, it was definitely a great refresher for us. But it's on to game week. Um, you know, everything is at stake now. And kind of like I, I touched on last week, really the, the mindset for us is, is kind of like perfection. Because we got to realize now that, that come playoff time, th- there, this is no longer a work in progress. This is no longer a, hey, we just got to be playing our best football at the end of the year type of situation. Like, here's the end of the year. Now we got to be playing our best football, and any one mistake could cost us the whole season. It's not the difference between going six and three or five and four, it's the difference between having life tomorrow or not having life and continuing this season or, or not. Um, now, we're kind of an interesting situation. The funny thing about kids, about coaching high school kids, college kids, is you can't trick them. Right. So we're playing a team Del Barton that I think everybody in the program, we feel as though we're, we're better than we're we're better coached. We're more talented. Uh, you know, there's a stronger tradition at Bosco. Traditionally, Bosco is always beaten up on Del Barton. Uh, and, and you can't you can't hide that from the kids like they know that they expect to win. They know most of the kids on that team like they expect to, to win this game. Um, but so, so as a coach, though, that becomes interesting because I don't think you want to just, you know, act like that, that dynamic doesn't exist because the kids are just gonna talk about it in the locker room anyway and talk about how they should smoke these guys. So I think I would rather, for me personally, I would rather control the narrative uh, than just let them kind of, you know, get kind of complacent. What I've done in my past is whenever I'm going into a game where, uh, you know, I feel like we are more talented and we should beat the opponent, I try to kind of create like a little controversy within the wide receiver room. And I think this is, you know, it's probably pretty necessary for this team. We played West Orange, who was a public school that we beat by 40. Um, and we played Pope John, who's a team we beat by 40 again. Both those weeks going into the games, I didn't think that we were, you know, at our best. but We were incredibly focused. You know, there's just, it's just natural to be a little bit more lax when, when you feel like you're playing an opponent you should beat. Um, so, you know, what I try to do during those weeks and what I did, you know, last year at Wesleyan, there's a great story of this, was I try to create some controversy. So last year we were, you know, we were 6-2, and two, I think, going into Week 9 or, or you know, 5-2 five, five at this point, And we were playing Williams at home for homecoming. And this is a team that we had beaten 59 to 14 the year before. We smoked them. It's a big rival of ours. Um, and this year, we, I think that this last year, we were going to the game with the same record, but we still felt like we should, we should beat them pretty handily. We were much better than them. For the receivers and quarterbacks, we were on our way to breaking every, every league record um, and had a great year. So I really kind of like attacked my guys and came into that week just pissed off the whole week talking about how they're getting complacent um, and they're not competing to the level, to the expectations that we set before the season and really came at each of them personally, calling them soft, telling them that they think they've arrived and, and they're not you know finishing this season and, and living up to everything that, that we kind of set as, as the goals for, the, for this unit. And they, it kind of hit them by surprise. They were like, what, where is this even coming from, coach? We just won a game 24 nothing." Uh, we're playing well, like why are you? And I was just all, I was on them all week. Every single drill, every rep. They lost a one-on-one rep. I would embarrass them in front of everyone and, and scream at them. And I, I just really tried to like create something that would make them uncomfortable and light a fire under their ass and, and piss them off. And it did. They were they hated me all week. They were pissed off at me all week. Uh, didn't want to like, usually we like hang out in the field after practice and we're doing extra ball drills. They wanted no part of me because I was just riding them every day in practice and trying to get more out of them. Um, and you know it wasn't necessarily fun. It was controversial at the time, but we ended up winning that game 35 nothing, and the receivers played great. Um, and I think that was like a big. I think that that just helped. It helped to break up the monotony. You know, you're through week nine of the season, week eight of the season. Helped to break up any complacency because you know they're watching the film too, and they can see a corner who stinks. You know, they can see a secondary that they don't really respect very much, and they're going to be confident, and that that at times can breed complacency. So as a coach, you know, for me, going back full circle, you try to kind of control that narrative, and. You know, I guess I guess with this team now with Bosco, I don't really feel like we need to do that this week. Uh, I think the West Orange week I could have done a better job of that. Pope John week I could have done a better job of kind of stirring stirring the pot a little bit and getting them going. Um, I don't think we need that this week. I think the kids really a they're refreshed and hungry because we had a week off. and we only practiced three days last week and really recovered. But I think that they are growing up. I think we have we had such a young football team this year with so many sophomores who, who now were juniors this year starting for the first time, um, and now I think they're finally growing up and. It being playoff time, they realize what's at stake. They realize that they're buying into the mantra that we have to be perfect. That that one crucial mistake could cost us the season. And I don't think there's any need for extra motivation. They seem to be incredibly focused, incredibly just bought in and energized every day since we've started going full tilt. Sunday, Monday, the kids have been great. So I I I, I think it's it's an interesting situation because they have acknowledged to me that they you know that they feel like they should beat this team and you know these guys you know we're, we're better than these guys. And it's the truth. I, I feel that way as well. Um, but we have to make sure that that we're not, you know, rushing to go play this game. And we're taking care of our business day in and day out, uh, having the best drill we can, the best, you know, team period we can. This has got to be the best route I can run, and just let that build throughout the week. And then we'll get to Saturday. We'll get to Friday night, and 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 we'll be ready to go. And all of our work will pay off. Um. So that's kind of you know the the message. I think it's it's interesting to watch the kids mature. Uh. It's been it's been interesting. To see how much more maturity was required, Uh, you know, at Bosco dealing with, you know, a bunch of 17-year-old kids who haven't played a lot of varsity football versus most of my coaching experience coaching in college when, you know, kind of like I've touched on before, when you get to college, every kid who's playing college football, I don't care where you are, I don't care if you're at Wesleyan or you're at Rutgers, if you're good enough to play college football, you were one of the best players on on your high school team. So when you get these kids in college, you have a bunch of guys who, even if they're young freshmen, they still have a certain level of understanding of how to prepare for a game, how to get themselves ready, how to get the most out of themselves, You know, how to work at a level that has earned them the right to become college football players. Um, in high school, th- these kids don't have that yet. Even though we have so much talent in this junior class, so many of these kids weren't, weren't maximizing their talent because they didn't know, they weren't mature enough to know how to, how to prepare for a game, how to study film, how to come to, into practice focused every single day. What it even means to be focused. Kids think that they're focused, but they're laughing and goofing off and, and talking and doing all this stuff. And then you go ask them about it, like, no, I wasn't talking. And they truly don't think they work because they don't realize the level of professionalism that's needed to to become a great football player and become a great you know football coach or or whatever it is. I mean, this game just there's so many complexities to this game. Uh, there's so many moving parts, and, and I think the reason why football coaches and football people love football so much is because it's truly a team sport. Where you know on basketball, like basketball is my favorite sport to watch personally. Which I don't know if that's, I'm allowed to say that considering I run a I run a football page, but uh, you know I love watching basketball. But in basketball, one player can can win a game or keep a player in a game like. You know if you're if you're the new england patriots no matter how good tom brady is all it takes is is you know the left tackle to miss a block and it and, and doesn't matter how good his arm is he's not gonna be able to make the throw if he gets sacked all it takes is one receiver to slip on a route like there's so many moving parts in football that have to uh work in harmony to to in order to achieve success i think that's what makes the game so great and that's what all these kids are starting to learn um, but it's difficult at first. You, you you think you can, you know, you're a talented kid. you can come in and just go through the motions and it'll work out for you. and And that's not the case. You have to be diligent about about preparing the right way every day and not losing focus. and And consistency is one of the the greatest, you know the the hardest traits for a kid, I think, to learn, but also one that will help him the most, more more so than than almost anything else. they, they say, uh, you know availability, is a player's greatest ability, meaning that you're not hurt, but also consistency is, is, can be a player's greatest ability. The ability to, to come in every single day locked in with the same attitude, the same mentality, and the same work ethic, and continuing to, to raise that to a higher level. Um, so that's all I got. Uh, reminder, if you guys are buying tickets for anything, go to SeatGeek, start a new account, type in the code Hustle, and you'll get $20 off, uh, it's as simple as that. So if you want to go, you know, if you're, if you're going to buy tickets for a concert, a, a game, whatever it is, uh, go to SeatGeek. It's got to be your first purchase, so it's got to be a new account. Use the code SIDELINEHUSTLE, all one word, and you'll get 20 bucks off. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully that helps you guys out. Uh, so that's all I got. Episode 41 of Coach Talk. About to head up to practice on this rainy day. Uh, this is Coach Leibs. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace. Reach.
1: Brother, let me get this thing straight Can't just be another random rapper with a mixtape I just went and put another beat inside a Pond box I just went and took another trip way out to Biscay I love Miami cause they always treat me so well They used to see me nowhere I used to pull them by saying I run for the team Now they running their hands through my, head. my, head, through my yeah, head They used to never want to see my town I-, I-, I got them coming to the east side Now where they at? in the city where I reside Now when they move a little weight Let like the D-line Now running track or running back Gotta keep it moving, never running back. Never. We running the game and they running laps. That's another story for another track. See, from the sidelines, we gotta hustle, cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. Yeah. Reach. Yeah. Stop.